My name is Ronika Jacobs and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. next guest, Tim Owens, also known as Timo, is helping people strive for more in the area of relationships and making people laugh. Tim Owens is a life coach and comedian, and he is also the host of Time Out with Timo, which you can find on YouTube. In his life coaching business, he helps people get over several forms of adversity that create roadblocks to their optimal life journey. In this episode... He will discuss some tips and strategies that will help you get over that crazy breakup that you may have just gone through. Hi, Tim. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited and looking forward to having a chance to chat with you. How about that? (laughs) That's great. Okay, so you're a comedian. How did you get into comedy? Well, comedy, uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I kind of fell into it. I didn't set out to be a comedian, never said that was something I wanted to do, but I grew up in a very funny household. My dad was an educator, but he was also pretty funny. And I've always enjoyed comedy. I used to use my dad's account at the video store and rent stand-up comedy DVDs, well, VHS tapes back then, and um, I would watch them all. And I was always fascinated by comedy, but I never really said I wanted to do it. So one day back in 2007, seven, eight, I decided to uh, just all of a sudden, you know what, I want to bring some comedy to my hometown. I want to bring some comedians out and put together a show. I just decided to do it one day, and boom, it was successful. I hosted the show myself, did a few jokes in between the comics, and people thought I had been doing comedy for years, but actually that was my first time ever doing it. So I kind of fell into it and got good at it. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's cool, that's cool. Okay, so let's let's get into it. So romantic relationships seem to be a tough code to crack, but we keep getting into them. What's your take on relationships? Well, I, you know, I like this, and it is my area of expertise. And I wonder how does a comic get into life coaching. So real quick, tell you about my story somewhat. Uh, I've experienced a lot of hardships when it came to relationships. When you're an entertainer, especially a comedian, and I produce shows, that can be tough to balance a relationship. Like if a person has never dated someone who's in a creative field, it requires some alone time, and you don't really follow the traditional rules. So let me give you an example. If you're dating a musician, his usual Friday night may be bringing you to a gig with him, you know. Now you can't compare that guy to a guy who just works 40 hours a week and comes home and takes you out to dinner. This guy, he has a different way of doing it. 
So a lot of people have a hard time adjusting to dating someone that's a musician or artist or whatever because their Friday night out can be considered a part of going to the gig and then partying afterwards. So by experiencing those type of struggles, it was hard for me to have a successful relationship. And when I finally thought that I was with someone that understood my lifestyle because I was just traveling comic and doing things, we got engaged and it went completely south because it was more like I thought that she was going along with my lifestyle, but in actuality, it was kind of a tug of war of her trying to get me to conform to the everyday traditional relationship standards, almost like pulling Tarzan out of the jungle and trying to put him in a suit per se. And that's kind of how I went through a very rough patch. It went south, a lot of heartbreak. We went our separate ways. It was very difficult. So as I started connecting with my other comics and people that were in entertainment, I would hear the same story over and over again about them losing loves and not being able to sustain a relationship. So it started my wheels to turn it. As I started my healing process from my breakup and my several fair relationships, it helped me to be able to uh, assist other people that were in my shoes. Okay, Absolutely. so since, mm-hmm. since you're pretty good at it, and which you've mentioned that you help people get over breakup. So, like, what are some of the things that you say to them? The big one that a lot of people, when they go, especially devastating heartbreak, some people lose their identity in a relationship. They forget who they were before this person came along. Because they're, let's say I'll use a, a, a woman, a, a you know, nice lady as an example, that a successful woman like yourself who's doing well, has every, all the ducks in a row. So a uh, guy comes into her life, and he kind of he disrupts it, you know, brings a lot of things that she didn't have. And next thing you know, uh, you know, he may pull her into financial debt or may, you know, just, just disrupt his personality. And what happens is all of a sudden when the relationship goes south or he runs off or she puts him out, she could sometimes get, sometimes get depressed or down and feel like, what did I do and feel like a failure? But the whole time, you were fine before this guy came along. And sometimes you have to remind yourself and remember who you were before this person came along because some people are coming to your life, and they'll purposely work to become an integral part of your wheel. Like let's say if you had a lawn guy that would come over and cut the lawn for you. You give this guy, all of a sudden he'll say, oh, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll cut the grass. You know, well, what about, you know, picking the kids up from, you know, soccer practice? Oh, no, no, I'll do that. I'll worry about that. So what happens is when he leaves, those are two voids, see, but he purposely did that to become an integral part of your, of your wheel. So what you got to do sometimes is don't let people do that. Say, no, that's fine. No, the gardener, he, he's doing a good job. I'm going to keep him. You know what I'm saying that way you don't let people do that, and when they leave, that void isn't there, and you have them adjust according to your life and how you have things. That way, if things go south, you'll be perfectly fine. You won't miss a beat. Now, I speak from a place of experience. <laughs> I learned the hard way, you know, in that in in, uh, in that regard. So, helping people to re- to remind people who they who they were before, even if they're watching home videos, looking at old photos, like hey. This is who you are. This is who you were before that individual came in. So remember that. And some people just instantly snap out of it and say, you know what, you're right. You know, I achieved this myself. I was who I was. I got my degree. I started my own business. Before that joker came along, then they didn't help me. All they did was came in and hinder my life. And a lot of times that helps. It helps out a lot. It helps a lot. Because, you know, don't lose yourself if you can help it. 
I can see your point in that because I was just thinking about like the times you were talking, I was thinking about the times that, you know, I've been in relationships, I've been married twice and then now divorced twice. Mm -hmm. And yeah, those people, they came into my life and they were offering to replace different activities that I was doing or having someone else do. Um, So basically you're saying like, don't have someone help you. I mean, because, it's supposed to be a partnership and someone some people love to serve as I guess that's like their love language is acts of service so are you saying like don't allow them to do something for you I mean what do you what exactly (laughs) that's a good one no actually I'm not saying that I'm saying that there are people out here that are very manipulating see some people have been trained how to manipulate people and when they do that it's it's the way they grew up it's a learned behavior so let's say if, if they, as a child, they watch their, in their household, they watch a person that was, you know, maybe a single parent or whatever, and they watch them, you know, manipulate people to get certain things, and they, they were taught that this is, how, this is how you do stuff. So basically to make yourself um, non-expendable, even if, even if it's at the cost of this person, it doesn't matter. As long as they're serving your purpose, do what you can to get in good enough to where they can't just get rid of you when you start acting a fool. <laughs> just keep it keep me honest and honest about it. So no, you you just have to watch out. You have to watch out for the people that are they're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. They're doing it just to get in good, so so they can get away with stuff. You like I know you I know you know this. I know you know how uh, you've been around people who they're like just super. Oh yeah, no problem. I'll get that for you. And huh? they just super over nice and stuff like that. But a lot of times they're doing that yeah. so you don't keep an eye on them so they can get away with stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I never thought of it yeah, that like, way. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I've I've observed that uh, quite a few quite a few times. I, I don't know if you remember this is a bit, this is a funny reference, but um, do you remember that kids movie? Well, the Cat in the Hat, the one that made years ago. Right. Uh huh. That. That movie had a great example. You remember the guy that was in that movie? He was pretending like he liked the kids and he was so nice and everything else. But it was all a con just to get the mom. Like when she left, he took off the, the he had the, the the thing around the stomach, holding the stomach in, and he was a complete Alex, jerk. Alex yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, see, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. You got to watch out for that guy. He's <laughs> just there everywhere. Yeah, see, you remember, I'm glad you saw that movie. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Am I, am I wrong? No, 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 you're you're exactly right. Um, and I can think of people who, you know, different guys, suitors that have come into my life. And, yes, they are uh, ever so helpful. <laughs> and it does. <laughs> Why are you so helpful? Like, you know, I'm not I'm not destitute. <laughs> you know, I'm not a damn boy in distress. So, you know. Absolutely. I, that's, that's funny. I understand that. Okay, so what about the flip side? So the guy or the girl, that they are the problem, that people keep breaking up with them, right? But they don't realize mm-hmm. that they are the problem. They think, oh, no, it's, it's the other person. It, it, it was that guy or it was that girl. And sometimes it's like, no, nah, it's you. <laughs> so what do you, <laughs> what do you tell that person that's in denial? Because obviously they probably have some type of, what, habit or something that they need to fix or get rid of or something. <laughs> Uh, I 100% agree. I've met that person uh, uh, 10 times over. Yeah, you know, if, if one person calls you a jerk, you know, that's their opinion. But if 20 people call you a jerk, you probably are a jerk. You know I mean, that's, the, number, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> they, they don't lie in that regard. 
But honestly, uh, people like that, they have to be left alone. And once they come across someone like myself that's a coach who actually uh, go off experience and life experience, I'll set them straight. I'll tell them about themselves. Actually, you sit down with them or, you know, you know, with COVID, you do the call, and you listen to what they say, and you help them to see the pattern of the failure of their relationships. Like, uh, I'll use myself as an example. Well, when I was younger, years ago, I wasn't the best listener. Like, uh, I've had women who've asked me before, like, oh, you know, what, what, was, what was your problem? You know, what did you do? Um, I wasn't a great listener, and I had to come to that real, realization myself. Um, okay, I'll tell you this one, like, you know how uh, sometimes something can be important to you but not as important to the other person, and but they don't realize it? Okay, let's say I had a lady. She invited me to her little, uh, her little cousin's birthday party. He was three, three years old, okay? So the old me would say, ah, oh, he's only three years old. He's, he's not even going to really remember who's there, who comes, or whatever. Right? That was old me years ago. But that wasn't the point. The point was, she wanted me to go and share this experience with her because that was her favorite little cousin. It was not about his party or him. It was about her sharing with me, see. But I had to come to that realization that those things that you may not think are important at all, they, have some, they can have some significant sentimental value to the person that you're dating, see. So people who have that habit of just, saying is everyone, is everyone, is everyone, but it's them, they have to come to that realization. And it helps to come across somebody like myself that can help them see that. Because a part of my coaching style is I don't offer advice. It's not really what I do. I help you see the full picture, and I let you make the decision. I lay it out for you. So that's, that's how we handle that situation. <laughs> yep. Well, I understand that because I know I've come across a couple of friends that I want to tell them, no, darling, it's you. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not it's the other people uh, who are in the relationships. And I, I've understood, I understand exactly what you said, because even within my two relationships that ended in, that the marriages ended, um, I realized that there were a couple of things that I needed to change about myself moving forward. Mm-hmm. So although, the, yes, the issue was, was majority of them, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I I do realize, you know, how I contributed as well um, to mm-hmm. the downfall of the relationship, and so I had to think about those things so I won't recreate them again in a new relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the best attitude to have. Okay. Agree. So, you know, we get hurt in a relationship, and it makes us bitter um, at times, and we kind of cast a, a wide net over whoever we, the, the sex that we are attracted to, you know, we say, oh, I'm never going to get in a relationship again because I've been hurt. Like, this is my last one. Now I'm just going to date or not date. I'm just going to do me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's what yeah, say. but see, but you learn. You know, you, you, you learn. You learn from the, like, if you're progressing like you're supposed to, you take all the bad things from the experience and you learn from those. You don't keep repeating them. And you take the good things that you learn and you move forward and you go forward. You take those and carry them on with you, you know, because a lot of times we have a lot of lessons and especially relationships. You're supposed to learn a lot. And um, like some of my, you know, close friends of mine would always say, like, yeah, man, you know, you, I didn't want to hear what you said, 
when I went home and I thought about it, you know, I was about as mad as a hornet. But <laughs> when I thought about it later on, you were right, mm-hmm. you know, what you said. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're on the same page with that one, mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And, you know, and it seems some people are, are able to do it better than others. What I mean by do it better, meaning they're able to, like, you know, just move on to the next person. It's almost like they just, oh, it's like they just throw people away like expired milk. And <laughs> it's like, oh, the milk is expired. And then they just throw it away and they move on. They just go buy another gallon of milk. And so it, it seems like that's the same thing they do in relationships. So what do, in your opinion, what do you think that those people possess within them that allows them to be able to do this? That's a great question. That is a great question. I've had several uh, people have come to me with that one, and I have a, a good answer for you. This is what it is. People that can do that, they, they never cared that much in the first place. And, and let me tell you how. They didn't really care that much, okay? There's some people who a person is just a thing. Really, a person is just a thing to fill a need. Okay, they'll get with someone for the experience of have experience of having someone taking them places, buying them things, making their making them feel good. They have self esteem issues. This person makes them feel great about themselves. Uh, whatever it could be, physical needs or whatever, a person is just a thing. So the minute that that person quit fulfilling the need that they was well, not need the want that they have, they're expendable. They just throw them away like a old pair of shoes or a baseball cat. That's what they do. So when you're wondering how could they just do me like that, because you, you, you would never, you as a person, like for one, they, they didn't care about things where if they had a migraine headache and you got up and got them some Tylenol and, or you gave them a, a heat pad or if, you know, they were forgot to pack lunch for work and you, you know, got up and, you know, made them lunch and took it to, that, none of that stuff mattered. They didn't care about any of that anyway. You know, you were just fulfilling the want that they had. So don't beat yourself up. The minute you realize that when people say stuff like, oh, there's tons of people out here. There's, there's plenty of fish in the sea because all these dating apps is this and that or whatever. It's a piece of cake to find someone. If you have morals and, and, and high standards and there's certain things that you're not going to tolerate as far as in a relationship, if it takes you two years or three years or five years to meet someone that fits that mold, you're going to wait because you're not going to just let anyone come in your life, especially if you have children or if you have a career, you have things you're trying to do. You're not going to do that because people are – a person is more than just a thing. But that's why they do it because they never really care. And they can tell a person they love them and this and that and all this type of thing, but it's really not real. Their, their love is only surface level. They don't, they, don't know, they don't know anything about a deep connection with anyone. That's so I tell people all day long. Once I explain to them what they were, when they tell me the things that they were doing with this person, they're like, well, the minute that I told him I didn't like to go out and party that much, he changed. Or the minute that I told him that I didn't really like hanging around his friends and going out like that, or, you know, or if I told her I didn't want to, you know, go to the Bahamas again, I want to go to London, and she just instantly started pulling away and she left me. See? It was fine as long as you were giving them what they want. Now, that's not saying a relationship that you don't do for the other person. I'm not saying that. But it has to be a deeper connection than just what we do. Because I had a um, relationship myself that I, I learned this. I said that a person should like you and love you for you. The same way that you like your best friend, you like your best friend because of who they are. 
They don't have to give you money. They don't have to do anything for you. When you see your girlfriend and you go, hey, girl, y'all hug each other, kiss, tell them to teach everything else. You do that because of who she is, not because of what she does. It should be the same way when it comes to your mate. Like you like them. You admire them. You like them as a person. If they take you to Paris or if you guys go to the nearest lake and just look at the swans and enjoy the day, guess what? That love shouldn't change. And once that's, once you get that concept, you're good to go. Don't have any more issues. Now that what, do you, that what makes, do you think about it? <laughs> no, that makes sense. No, I understand that. I understand that. You know, I, I feel like as I get older in dating, you do have to have your standards. You have to have your non-negotiables. And, um, and yeah, and I just realized. But I also have realized if it doesn't work out, then you just you do just go to the next one, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and because uh, you realize, I mean, there are lots of people out there searching for someone. I guess we also have to remember some people are good. They're, they may be Miss Right or, or Mr. Right, uh, and then some are just Miss Right Now or Mr. Right Now. <laughs> so, Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's true. I get it. But, you know, when you, like you said, when you get older, you do have, you do have different standards. Because you because you're looking more long term, you're looking okay. Can I see me? Can I see this person and myself together in the next five years or three years? You know, like what can we do as far as future plans? When you're 21, you can't think the same way you did when you, you know, what 31 when you did when you was 21. So yeah. What's the craziest, most interesting relationship breakup that you've ever helped with? Oh wow, let me think. Um, it's been a few. Let me see. Crazy, crazy. That, that's that's a, that's a good question. Well, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a few. Let me think of a good one. With as far as with, um, I would say one where I had a situation I <laughs> encountered where it was a husband and wife, and what happened they they got divorced. They both uh, remarried other people, and then she got divorced again. And he let her move back, move into the house with him and his new wife. <laughs> so it was the ex-wife moved back in with the ex-husband and his new wife. And so obviously that wasn't going that wasn't going well, and she didn't know why she did that and this and that type of stuff. So it it was a bit of a that was a roller coaster because you know she called me up and she wanted to. Um, you know, what am I doing? How can I get through this type of situation? And so I kind of helped her to really realize that that was not a good, <laughs> that was not a good deal. But it was a lot of, but he still, he still loves me, and it was a big mess. So that was a circus. That was not a fun situation. But however, she eventually moved on and got through. I think that was probably one of the most, she explained the situation and what happened and how they got. I'm like, okay, whew, here we go. <laughs> but that was, a, that, was a, that was a tough one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no. But, you know, she, she, she was able to get out of it and was able to come to a true realization of, like, this is not healthy. This won't end well. Like, you need to go. So I, I have to put that up there. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So you say you have a new approach to life coaching for the new generation. Can you explain to my listeners what exactly does that mean? Okay, and I'll make it really, really short. What everything evolves, you know, schooling, the way the world works, and I think that when it comes to coaching, sometimes the regular 
every day, hey, you got to get up in the morning and look in the mirror and the sun shining and all that. It doesn't work for everyone. person comes to you and say that you don't know what it feels like to have someone to leave you and marry someone else or your husband to leave you for his secretary or vice versa, the wife, whatever, how it may go. So I feel like that it's better to come from a place of experience and realize when the regular traditional methods don't work. They don't work anymore. You know, you have to evolve. They, you know, they don't work. So my approach is from a place of experience, and I'm a, I'm a person of faith, so faith-based and experience, but also helping people to see the big picture, which I said earlier, and make their own decisions. So that's more my thing. Like I, I help you use playing your situation. I have you help you to connect the dots to where you see the full picture. Because sometimes you can't see the outside of the room when you're locked inside. So someone on the outside will tell you what's out here. So it's more my thing. So I help you to make the best decision. You make the best choice for yourself. I don't just sit there and shake my head and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. How are you sleeping? You know, and then send you on your you know, send you on your way. No, no, no. No, I actually help you see it. And sometimes people say I, I never looked at it from that point of view. So they help you I like to help you see things from a different perspective. That's true. There's no mm-hmm. one size fits all when it comes to relationships and really anything we do in life. We do have to realize that a lot of things are are tailor made to you, I guess since we're all uniquely made as individuals. It would make sense yeah. that our solution for our, to our problems would, would need to be unique as well. Yeah, because re- re- relationships aren't complicated. People make them complicated. When people say things like our relationships take a lot of work or marriages take a lot of work, no, they take a lot of work if you want them to, if you create that. Like if you're unhappy within your own life, you can't make anybody else happy. It's not another person's responsibility to make another person happy anyway. Like, you need to be happy on your own. If you have an issue, let's say, you know, whatever's going on with myself, hey, I need to work on that first because if I don't get that together, I'm just going to bring that negativity into you and I, and that's what people forget. They'll sit down, they'll list the people, what they say, and they'll turn right around and, like, put them back in the box. Okay, well, you guys need to do A, B, and C, or you need to compromise. That's a word that's overused and completely taken out of context. When people think of compromise, they think of you doing what I want you to do. No, because if you and I meet and you tell me you don't like broccoli and six months later I ask you to eat some broccoli and you say, I told you I didn't like that. And I say, well, we need to learn how to compromise. You need to learn how to step outside of your comfort zone and do this for me. No, it's not. That's me wanting you to do what I want you to do. It's not compromise. <laughs> so that's what people, they, don't, they don't understand it. You see? It's simple. Relationships are very simple. People make them complicated. No, I, that's true. I, I, I totally agree with you there. <laughs> All right. What's going to work next for Timo? Well, I'm hosting my show, Time Out with Timo, just found on YouTube. I'm um, going to have some co-hosts coming in the studio with me. They're going to be sitting in. We're going to be doing some different topics, definitely talking about uh, what's going on now in the world, where the world is changing. So growing the, my program a lot, so I've got some new things coming down the pipe. So that, and I'm excited. That's the big one. I love my show. I love talking to people, connecting, sharing. My program is we. I like to bring on interesting people, kind of kind of like yourself, that have uh, some good things to say, entertaining. Plus, put some knowledge out there. I'm all about the knowledge. 
Time Out with Timo on YouTube. Y'all check that out. <laughs> I like it. Oh, awesome. All right. So this last question, I like to always ask my guests a question that has nothing to do with the topic. Um, but it might because it's on relationships. It could be because if you especially if you want to take someone with you. <laughs> so okay. if money wasn't a factor, what would your dream vacation be? Huh. Well, I like that. I like that question. But I've been a lot of places. I, I would probably go back to Hawaii. I, I, yeah, I loved it. It was a good time. I'm probably go back there, but I will stay probably about a month this time. So that's where I will go. I loved it. It's beautiful. The ocean, the island. It's great. Yeah, I was on the big island. I will go back to Hawaii <laughs> and stay one month. Now that's a dream vacation. Stay Hawaii. Stay in Hawaii a, a whole month. Yes, yes. I'm a beach girl. Give me any beach anywhere. All right. I'll probably retire on the beach. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. It's All great. right. Well, Timo, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Can you please take the time to let everyone know how they can watch your show or seek your services? Oh, absolutely. Um, find me on Instagram, Tim Owens one lc You go to my website, cupusarrowfoundation.com. Uh, give me a call for free consultations. I, you know, I'm looking forward to meeting uh, you know, all the fans that are following the program. I'm, I'm available six days a week. You uh, go to YouTube. You can search Comedian Tim Owens. You can watch some of my – I think I have some stand-up content on there as well. As always, you know, I'm on Facebook. Also, find me there. But definitely go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, and enjoy my, my shows and every, everything, my, my good guests. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty accessible. <laughs> Not hard to find. Yeah, guys, I encourage you to subscribe to his show. I'm a subscriber. I've watched a couple of episodes. It's very entertaining. He and sometimes he has co-hosts as well, and so that's, it's, it's a really nice show. All right, any last words of encouragement for the listeners as they strive for more? Well, I would say just really to try to stay positive. I know it sounds like a, 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 a cliche, but I do this myself. I sit down when I'm having a bad day. I sit down and I write out five positive things that I can focus on for that day, and I set myself some goals, some things, at least two, two or three goals I can try to achieve in the next 30 days, and it helps to keep you motivated. So, yeah, positivity and motivation, always. That's really, really great. All right, well, Tim, I wish you nothing but blessings and abundance to you and your, and your future and your family. Thank you so much for giving me your time. This was great. Uh, hopefully if anybody, I mean, not that I want people to go through a breakup <laughs> because they don't. Uh, it happens. But hopefully if they do, they'll give you a call and you can help them through it. 100%. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this, and I'm looking forward to the great things you have coming on, coming along in the future and what you're working on. So thank you so oh, much. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Thank you. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. Breakups are an emotional train wreck. Entering into a romantic relationship with someone only to find you both at odds can be devastating. I encourage you to focus on maintaining who you are at your core and look for persons who are equally yoked. Additionally, make sure you are in a good space emotionally and financially before entering into your next relationship. You should want a relationship, not need one. If you listen to Strive For More podcast on an iPhone, 
me a favor and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. If you listen to my podcast on Google, do me a favor and leave me a review on your Google Podcast player. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. See you in the next episode.